0: Motherly is a modern lifestyle brand redefining motherhood. We exist to change the world on behalf of a new generation of mothers, and that is why we wrote a book. The Motherly Guide to Becoming Mama, Redefining the Pregnancy, Birth, and Postpartum Journey is the pregnancy book that you deserve. My name is Diana Spaulding, and I'll be your host. I am Motherly's digital education editor, a certified nurse midwife, pediatric nurse, and a mother of three. And I wrote The Motherly Guide to Becoming Mama. I am so excited to be on this journey with you. Today, we are going to talk about cesarean births, also known as cesarean sections or C-sections. Now, if you remember one point from today's episode, it is this. Cesarean sections are indeed birth, and women who have them are giving birth. It may sound silly to have to say this, but unfortunately, there are people out there who claim that this is not true. I'm not going to dwell on that even for a little bit because, quite simply, it's not correct. Listen, C-sections are major abdominal surgery, and they are not to be gone into lightly. For sure, our country does too many C-sections right now. Over 30% of women have them. And according to the World Health Organization, it should be closer to about 15%. But that doesn't mean that we are going to shame the women who have C sections. There is absolutely no difference in the love a woman feels for her baby. And there is most definitely no difference in the quality of mothering that happens. So, yes, we need to work on reducing the amount of C sections. But as we do, C-section mamas deserve all the praise in the world. Caesarean birth is birth, full stop. Okay, so now that we've gotten that established, let's talk about C-sections. As a reminder, there's a whole chapter about C-sections in the book, but I'll give you a little overview here. There are planned C-sections, which may be done for reasons like a breech baby, a previous C-section, or another medical concern. There are unplanned non-emergency C-sections, and these are going to be the majority. Here is a scenario that might happen. A woman has been in labor for a while, and her labor stalls at, say, six centimeters. Contractions just kind of slow down, and all the things we try to do to get her labor going again don't work. So after a lot of hours, a C-section is decided upon. That's one example. Now, there are also emergency C-sections, which are rare and done when there is a really serious problem going on with the mom or the baby. Now, again, these are rare. So, I'm going to give a brief overview of what happens during a cesarean birth. So, if hearing about medical procedures is not your thing, this is probably the time to stop listening. So, once you've signed consent and gotten all of your questions answered, You'll be brought back to the operating room, uh, which is cold, uh, both in temperature and vibe. There's a lot of metal, uh, but that's to ensure that bacteria doesn't grow. You'll be helped onto the bed, and then anesthesia will make sure that you are good and numb. This may be through giving you extra doses of medication through an already-in-place epidural, or by giving you spinal anesthesia if you don't already have an epidural. Then they'll put a blue drape up just below your breasts. A note here, if you'd like to ask for a clear drape, you can in many hospitals today. If you have a labor partner, they will likely be allowed in the OR with you. And know also that the anesthesia doctor or nurse practitioner can give you meds for nausea and heartburn. So don't hesitate to let them know what you're feeling. The birth will start. And usually an incision that's about five inches long will be made just above your pubic bone. It takes about 15 minutes to get to the baby. And then there will be this Lion King moment where they lift the baby up over the drape and you see them in all their amazing glory. The baby will likely then be examined and wrapped in a blanket and then either brought to the nursery or NICU or they may be able to stay right with you through the whole process, especially if your partner is there to hold them. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want here. It takes longer to get you stitched back up because they are making sure to do a very meticulous job of it. Once it's all done, you'll be brought to recovery for a few hours of monitoring. If everything is good with the baby, you can often start breastfeeding during this time if you want to ask to see the hospital's lactation consultant so they can show you special positions that won't hurt your incision. As you recover, stay on top of your pain meds. And as I've shared, never hesitate to report any signs or symptoms that you're concerned about to your team. Okay, so that is a very quick overview, but hopefully you feel at least a little bit more in the know about what goes on Remember, if you'd like to learn more about C-section, there's lots more and love notes from me in the C-section chapter in the Motherly Guide to Becoming Mama. Lastly, I want to share some words with you from Jennifer Louis-June in a story called My Birth Story, a scheduled repeat C-section. Although I didn't push, I gave birth just the same. It diminished nothing about the moment of becoming a mother again. It is so easy to make assumptions about people when we don't know their story. Some people might assume that I chose a second C-section out of vanity or because I thought I was too posh to push. It couldn't be further from the truth. I chose it because I know my body and my mind. I'll see you next week.